0: Hello and welcome to Starter Set. I'm your host, Sam Bradley. I am your only host this week because as regular listeners will know, we have reached the end of our Adventuring 101. Look at the pillars of adventure and we're gearing up for something else. But in the meantime, what else is there to say but welcome back to Campaign Chronicles. This is episode uh, 18, actually. Wow, we've done a few of these. Last week, the group... ...had cloistered back at Madame netts ...before splitting up again... ...they'd found that Wendy had kind of found her niche... ...working at the brothel... ...which, fun... ...and uh, Lagatha and Juliet and Anna... ...had gone off to inspect the warehouses... ...where Bryn had seen the drow float up and through the wall... ...the rest of the guys had gone to the bar with no name... ...along with Luke Will... ...where Bryn had set up a sort of message catch system... ...with the barman... ...now... When Bryn found those messages, he found one from a gentleman by the name of Jarl Axel, who it appeared wasn't thrilled that they were in the Undercity and may wish them harm. And that is where we pick up with Campaign Chronicles 18 right after these ads. Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know, play D&D, and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Ameren. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Bryn swayed on the spot, his eyes darting about the bar. We need to go. We need to go right now, he said quickly. The others looked up as Wendy looked the most worried. Jarl, Jarl, what's his name? Jarl Axel is stalking us, she said loudly. Shh, voice down. his Bryn. Maelstrom, we need to move. We're, we're not safe here. Maelstrom nodded and looked to Kilver and then to Bryn. Right. Back to Madame Delnet's. Wendy, we'll need to stay there a little longer. Can you make sure no one knows we're there? The fur bog nodded quickly, looking over her shoulder then back at the group. Ah, there are uh, off the books rooms for well yes, we can stay there a little while longer. Bryn tapped his foot, eager to leave as the others got to their feet, Kilvere downing his drink. What what about Lagatha? will piped up causing Wendy to jump, clearly forgetting he'd been there. They exchanged glances. Lagatha, Anna! Juliet! said Wendy, raising a hand to her mouth. Right, well... We'll track back to where we split up, and we'll see if we can catch them up. They can't have gotten far, said the tabaxi, ears flicking in all directions. He didn't sound convinced, but Bryn kept shifting on the spot, so they beat a hasty retreat back the way they'd come. They'd arrived at the bar a couple of times now, so the dimly lit, fog-covered streets were at least semi-familiar. They rushed from the bar as casually as they could so as not to attract more attention, but then broke into a jog as they made their way through the back alleys of the Undercity. Soon, after a few twists and turns, they found themselves approaching the crossroads from earlier, their feet making no noise as they swept through the streets, even with Luquil running to keep up. Suddenly the boy stopped dead, Kilvir barging into him accidentally as they went, "'Lukwil, come on, mate, we've got to go. "'The stalkers, remember?' he said, "'beckoning the child on as the others silently sped down the street. "'But Lukwil didn't move. "'He was staring into the mist, his eyes wide. "'Kilvir knelt down and looked in the same direction as the boy. "'Peering into the mist, he squinted, "'his eyes still not quite used to the constant dim light. "'Across the street, in the gloom between two shabby houses,' There were two red eyes staring back at them. Kilvir found himself drawn in by them, forgetting to call the others, or even to grab for his weapon. The eyes seemed to call to him. Shrouded in the fog, Kilvir took a step towards them before Maelstrom appeared out of nowhere, grabbing his shoulder. Come on Kilvir, you hurt? We need to move, you hurt Bryn, he grunted. Kilvir shook his head and looked at Maelstrom in a daze, ''I, I, um... sorry, I...'' He looked back between the houses across the street. The mist remained, but the eyes, if that's what they'd been, had vanished. ''Lukewell?'' The boy looked up at Kilvir, and then at Maelstrom, who'd already turned away from them. He shook his head as Kilvir opened his mouth. Wordlessly, the pair set off after Wendy, Bryn and Maelstrom, who had all reached the crossroads where they'd split up earlier. As Kilvier and Luke Hall reached the rest of the group, they found this area of the city much busier than it had been before. The undercity appeared to have come to life, and now there were carts and people moving every which way. The noise made them all wince slightly. So used to the muffled silence of their own footsteps were they. They trekked down another street, being careful to stick to the pavements this time as carts swept by at high speeds. After a few moments picking their way through the crowd, they caught sight of two familiar women, Anna and Juliet positioned at the entrance of a small alleyway. Anna was smiling at passersby, flicking a hand fan and cooing at some of the men who passed them. Kilvier made to cross the street to get to her, but Maelstrom held out one arm. No sign of Lagatha, murmured Bryn. Maybe she... wait. Watch, intoned Maelstrom. They looked on as a man stopped in front of Anna, smirking and clearly trying to work his charm. Anna engaged in conversation, clearly not frightened of being caught. She wasn't even the only woman on this street working the same hustle, apparently. Anna and the man chatted for a minute or two before Juliet turned and looked into the alleyway. Watching across the street, the rest of the group followed her gaze to a shadow perched high up, hanging in mid-air, it seemed. There was a beat before Anna turned her back on the man, ushering him away. The rest watched him go before crossing the street. Maelstrom, Bryn, Wendy, Kilvier, and Luquil. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to see you so soon, Anna remarked, retreating back into the alleyway a little more. Juliet smiled and bent down to ruffle Luquil's hair. Uh, <laughs> change of plan, hurried Bryn, looking up and down the street before following Anna deeper into the alleyway and away from the road. Uh, where's Lagatha? Did, did something happen? Juliet gave Bryn a funny look. She moved back and walked towards the alleyway's entrance keeping a watch as casually as she could, looking up and down the street. "'What's got your ears?' in a twist. A voice came from above them. They looked up to see Lagatha perched on the sill of a boarded-up window about thirty feet above their heads. "'Stop and search, but uh, with a twist?' asked Maelstrom, thinking back to when they spotted Anna talking to the man on the street. "'Best I could do, I'm afraid. I thought it'd be easier to be up here since you told me about that floating drow by the warehouse.' Which were deserted, by the way. <laughs> at least no one flying around. Lagatha smirked at Bryn, who didn't share her mirth. Come down now. We're all in real danger sitting out here, he snapped. Lagatha rolled her eyes and slid from her perch, her feet hitting the dirty alley floor with little effort. What's the situation? Bryn sighed and blustered through a brief explanation of the note from Jarl Axel. Lagatha listened patiently, nodding along with the drow. "'Great,' right, she said finally. "'Someone else who wants us dead, presumably? "'We'll add them to the list. "'You know, I'm really not fussed about staying somewhere "'where every man and child wants us killed,' Bryn snorted. "'Try being me. "'Well, either way, we need to stay low. "'Let's assume the walls have ears until we get to Madame Delnet's, at least. And "'Then... then we plan our way out,' said Kilver. They fell into silence for a moment until raised voices from the entrance of the alleyway caused them all to jump. They turned to see Juliet talking loudly to a large man who grabbed her by the arm and was seemingly attempting to drag her down the street. He was almost seven feet tall, the size of an ogre and wearing a stained check shirt with equally grubby stained trousers. Around his neck was a medallion showing the now familiar logo identifying him as one of Kappa's men. As Juliet twisted and then pulled herself free from his grip, she tried to push him back as best she could. Kilvier felt something whistle past his ear. Half a second later, the man grabbed the side of his head, howling in pain for a moment. Kilvier turned to see Lagatha, bow drawn, marching towards Juliet and notching another arrow as she went. It appeared she'd taken the top of the brute's left ear clean off at 60 feet. The man's eyes found Lagatha, but Juliet moved between them quickly. Next one's going between your legs. Or between your eyes, whichever's the smaller target," Lagatha shouted. She lowered her aim on the bow a few feet. The man looked murderous, lowering his hands, revealing them to be covered in blood. "Lagatha, please," said Juliet, stepping towards the ranger and trying to push the bow down. "David is just just about to drop like a sack of shit," spat Lagatha, pushing Juliet aside slightly and raising the bow again. Just a few feet from David now, he grunted and smiled showing rows of stained yellow teeth. I think she's jealous, he grunted, wincing as he touched his butchered ear again. Lagatha drew the string back on her bow. Those aren't very good last words, fat boy, she murmured. But again, Juliet grabbed the bow, wrenching it down. Yeah, you tell her, Jules. Anyway, looks like you're busy. Shame. I'll have to tell Cappy you've gone soft. Or bent, anyway. He leered at the pair of them. No David please you tell Cat if I catch you at this again you won't find your body, promised Lagatha, snarling at him. Lagatha cried Juliet. David laughed and then winced again as he backed up, looking up and down the road as Kilvier, Maelstrom, Bryn and Wendy appeared from the gloom beside Lagatha, Anna, and Juliet. He looked at them all and sneered, wiping some more blood on his already soaked shirt sleeve. I'll see you later, Jules. Don't you worry. He eyed Lagatha up and down, miming a kiss at her before turning to leave. They watched him slowly make his way down the street. Lagatha followed his movements, her bow raised again. No one would know. We could duck back into the alley and just disappear, she murmured, before lowering her weapon as Juliet gently touched her arm. David, he gets a bit... Carried away at times, but he means no harm, she said, rubbing her arm where the man had grabbed her. Bullshit. Men like that always mean harm. Is this a regular thing? Juliet looked at the floor. He pays well. Lagatha looked astounded for a moment, but didn't speak. Instead, she saw Juliet's face and gritted her teeth, looking murderously at the rest of the group. Look. Let's just get back to the brothel. I've had about as much of it I can take today, and it's not even lunch. You see, Luke Quill, sometimes the best arrow is the one you never have to fire. But there was no answer. Lagatha looked around, but there was no sight of the boy. Oh, by the gods. Kilvir had clearly watched David leave closer than the rest of them. He saw a small head move through the crowd, and as David made his way to round the corner... Kilvis spotted Lukeal in the distance. The boy turned and smiled up the street, waving his one slightly charred hand at them before following the brute around the corner and out of sight. And there you have it. That was Campaign Chronicles episode 18. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, next week we will... Be back with another series. Ed will return to the chair. Um, there will be more Tarthage. Thanks to everyone who's listened and got in touch about episode one of series two. There'll be more of that every Tuesday for the next few weeks. And uh, yeah, this has been Starter Set. Roll well and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast.